the Your Money Personal Finance Podcast. I'm David Pratt, along with Peter Shashecki, president of Everything Financial Group. Peter, today on episode 10, we're going to work on our way through the Omni Formula. Uh, we call this episode Life Insurance 101. That's right, Dave. Uh, I'm going to make, hopefully, life insurance easy to understand for people. (laughs) It's one of the most confusing things. It doesn't really need to be. It's not that confusing. But we're going to talk about why it's such an important part of your financial well-being and how Mm -hmm. it fits into our Omni Formula financial plan. And as always, try and teach you the questions to ask that you didn't even Uh know you're supposed to ask and and just make it simple. Okay. It doesn't need to be scary. (laughs) Well, then let's get into it because I'm already scared. Here we go. (laughs) What are the basic types of life insurance? There's really about three types, but there's really what's called permanent insurance. So permanent insurance is a level cost of life insurance where the price never changes. More commonly, though, referred to as whole life insurance. Then there's term insurance, which is starts out to be for sure the least expensive. Um Term insurance is like leasing, renting insurance, but and permanent insurance is like really buying insurance. Okay. And, you know, a lot of times we say leasing or renting is not good. Buying is sort of the way you want to be. In this case, buying is really, really expensive. <laughs> um, renting is really, really inexpensive. No different than... Um, really renting your car insurance. I mean, people have no problem. Well, they do have a little bit of a problem, but they have no problem paying for car insurance because they know they should have it. They need it. Knowing that they'll never have a claim, but you put the word life insurance in front of it. People for some reason lose their minds. Like, why would I want to pay for that? Uh, It doesn't make any sense to me, but, but it's, it doesn't need to be scary. It's simple. So those are really the two major types, permanent, and term insurance. Well, let's get into this a little deeper. I mean, what are the basic differences of these three types of life insurance that you're talking about? Well, term insurance, a lot of times when you get it, it's a 10-year term insurance, five-year, 20-year, but 10 is the most common. It's kind of priced right. Where you're buying insurance for a need, a death benefit to protect your family or pay off debts or whatever the case may be, and the price will be set for 10 years. Now, people worry what happens after 10 years. It'll continue but the price will go up significantly. And it's not the insurance company ripping you off. It's because they're guaranteeing you in almost every case that when when it renews, so after 10 years, when that first 10-year term expires, they're going to give you insurance for 10 more years and 10 more years beyond that and so on. But they're protecting themselves, the insurance company against risk, because if you're uninsurable, God forbid during that 10-year period, something happened where you cannot get insurance, severe disease, heart attack, cancer, stroke, or something, you can actually still get the insurance. It will renew. You're just paying the new premium. Uh. But if you're healthy and nothing's ever happened, you do have the choice to go and apply and answer all those horrible health questions again and have the nurse snap the glove. And (laughs) maybe you're into that. Maybe you're not. Um, and, and, And answer the health questions and apply for the insurance to get a better rate than kind of the the off-the-book uninsurable rate. So that's the term insurance. Okay. Then there's the permanent insurance or the whole life. That's the big moneymaker for the insurance salesperson. Those are what those people want to sell you because the commission is way up there. And what it is is you're advancing the insurance company a ton of premium up front to keep your premium level forever and a day. 
And that's what they'll sell you with, but you're buying it. In 30 years from now, it's way cheaper. You're letting them invest the money and pay you a little tiny percentage on it. It okay. makes, there's some tax advantages in it down the road that make sense for some people. Nine times out of 10, though, 99.9 times okay. out of 100. Buy the term insurance so you can actually afford the need for your family. And then the third one is universal life insurance. Universal life insurance is a hybrid of the two. Okay. It's the term insurance, and it might be just one-year term insurance. So the, the term insurance gets a little higher every year, but then you're picking the option of what you want the investment to be as opposed to letting the insurance company invest the money for you. And they have choices, but you can invest the money. The problem is it's so laden with fees and everything else, and there's no tax advantage to it. Okay. You're better off to just take that money and look at when you do your financial plan, what do I need for TFSA? What do I need for RSPs? Oh, do I have credit card debt or mortgage debt to pay down instead? When you're buying insurance, like we've talked about in previous episodes about um, mortgages, uh, RSPs, TFSAs, it's part of a solution with insurance, part of your overall financial plan. It's not just a product you're buying from the insurance person to make them money and just fill a benefit. It really needs to be part of the overall financial plan. Well, then how do you know what's best for you? Talk to a fiduciary. We ah, talked about this in an earlier episode. Okay. A registered financial planner, someone who's not there just to push an insurance product down your throat. People, insurance is not a product. It's part of an overall strategy. And that's the key. You can see this coming like a snake oil salesman. <laughs> you've talked about before. She's coming a mile away. When yeah. someone is only focusing on insurance and focusing on loading it up, and that's the only solution, you know you're dealing with someone selling a product. It's got to be, well, like when you're buying a benefit and you're doing a plan, Dave, there's so many different things. Yes, life insurance if you die. Disability insurance if you get sick or injured and can't work. Um, investments if everything goes tickety-boo and, and you're saving for retirement. Yeah. But how do you decide which one? Yeah. Well, you can't because you don't know what's going to happen unless you have a crystal ball that I'm not aware of. But if you yeah. have one, let me know. I'll get, I'll get one too. <laughs> but having maybe, especially when you're younger, a little bit of coverage in every area, okay. some life insurance to look after. If nothing else, pay off the mortgage. At worst case scenario, pay off other debts. Um, disability to cover my income. So if I can't work, I'm at least collecting a paycheck. Get started on that, that investment portfolio early. So especially if I'm in a higher tax bracket, because the earlier you start, the better. And, and we do this thing with the Omni formula where we look at how much of your goal have you achieved? And we have a little graph. So in a perfect world, because you don't know what you need starting out, if you can achieve 75% of every one of those items because you just can't afford any more, mm -hmm. that's how you figure out what you need. And okay. then work your way up later on to as I get older and I don't have as many working years, well, then I need less disability insurance because I can't collect a lot. Or the kids are gone, the house is paid off, whatever the case may be, or the house is a much smaller debt, maybe I need less life insurance. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's one of those things that you do um, visit and revisit as you update your financial plan. But that's the key. If you don't have a financial plan, you're already behind the eight ball. <laughs> it says get the plan okay. and make the insurance just one of those other strategies in the plan. But in the meantime, you're dealing with salespeople, okay? Salespeople. And that gets to commissions and all the things that go along with that. Is there a big difference between these commissions? Oh, huge, Dave. Okay, let's oh, get yeah, into it's this. big. Okay. It's big. We talked about that permanent whole life insurance. Yeah. The commission on that can be 
50, 60, 70% more than the term insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm a registered financial planner, us at Everything Financial Group disclose all commissions. And the, the interesting thing is we deal with all sorts of companies. We want the company that's best for you, the client, when we're doing a financial plan. That's what we're committed to. But all these insurance companies pay us the exact same. Just like in those yeah. earlier episodes, we disclose what we make from portfolio management companies. Yeah. They all pay us the same. So we disclose this to people as part of their financial planning fee, if you will, what we're making to provide these benefits and provide these strategies and, and plans for people. So if you're not sure, real simple. If you so are so unfortunate that you've just happened to go maybe through a referral or relationship or, or you know, it's just what works for you. Sure. I don't care who you go to. I mean, I want you to come see us, but I'd rather people make sure they get coverage first off for their family. Simply ask a person to show you different options and ask them because they don't have to, but ask them for full disclosure. What's your commission on this 10 year term insurance policy that I need three quarters of a million dollars on, let's say, sure. Or this whole life policy you're want to trying to sell me. What's the commission on that? The commissions are based on premium, a percentage of premium, but here's the hidden one that no one tells you about. Also because of volume and, and how you do business in this, in this industry, in the financial industry, the companies that provide us the accessibility to the insurance companies um, also pay us an enhanced bonus based on the volume of business we do. They, they pay us a, a, a bonus. We disclose that to people. We get the percentage of commission or premium is this, plus the bonus is this. It's a one-time thing. So ask the bonus question too, because if you don't ask the bonus question, uh. you're going to get the commission answer. So we always talk about the, the things you need to ask that you don't know to ask, that's it. (laughs) Ask about commission, ask about bonus, but also we're going to talk about this um, need, you know, asking about that, but, but ask those questions. It's your right to know what you're paying for. As I've said a hundred times, you go get your car fixed. You want to quote, you want to know what you're paying for. You go to the dentist. You want to know, do I need a root canal? And how much is that going to cost me? I wouldn't know people. I've never had a root canal, never had a cavity, never have a filling. My dentist hates me. He makes no money. <laughs> Call it good genes. I don't know. Just lucky. But but, but know the cost. You, okay. you deserve. And we say it's your money. Oh, wait a minute. We call it your money. But it's your money. You deserve to know what you're paying for. Your money. And this is no different with the insurance. Different types. Number one priority getting the right amount of life insurance to protect your family. Number two, making sure you get it at a price you can afford. Now let's get on to the tax man. <laughs> Speaking of money. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The consequences of life insurance with the tax man. Tax-free. I mean, the premium you're okay. paying okay. comes out of your after-tax earning dollars. You've already mm-hmm. paid tax on that money. You're buying the you know the policy, which means paying a premium. That makes the life insurance benefit tax-free. There's one little glitch in there you want to make sure of it, and it's not in many cases. But if you're getting insurance through your employer, maybe that's the only form of life insurance you have through your employee benefits. You need to make sure, again, those questions you need to know to ask, that the premium you're paying, you're paying 100% of the life insurance premium. Okay. And and they're written up. The plans are written up. Like when I do a benefits plan for a company, we write up the contract that way. So maybe your employer's paying 50% of your health and dental and life insurance, like the overall premium, and you're paying 50%, but the contract should and usually will be written up that in your 50%, 
is 100% of the life insurance premium, 100% of the disability and maybe the critical illness premium if it's there to make sure those big buck insurance things are tax-free. And that's important because you're leaving your spouse, your loved ones, your children tax-free money. That's important. There are very few benefit or very few instances, sorry, where it can be done the other way. But for the general purpose, it's always tax-free because you're paying it with after-tax dollars. And that's important. Which gets us to our next question. I mean, how do you make sure that you buy the right amount and not get oversold? Yeah. Okay. Good. So what we're going to do is look at the benefits you need. We have a graph here you can see with all the different questions. So look at the basics here first. What are the debts I have? Mortgage, credit cards, car loans. What lump sum debts do you want to make sure are paid off for your partner, your family, your loved ones, your kids? So that's the first calculation. The next calculation is a little bit more confusing, but it's really important to know how to do this. And this is a discussion for you and your spouse. This is where this one comes in. How much money do I want to leave per month to my spouse to pay the bills? And again, these are the questions you need to ask that you didn't know you're supposed to ask. So don't let someone oversell you. So if you've eliminated the mortgage, eliminated the car loan, eliminated the credit card payments or whatever the case may be, your monthly need is severely reduced because you no longer have those bills. Don't let someone talk you into overbuying this monthly need. So then just the real simple thing as you see here is we look at cash flow. What are your bills per month? So you're gone. You've passed away. Turn to your spouse when you're having this discussion building your financial plan and say, okay, this income is taken out of the picture. I'm no longer here, but these bills are free and clear. Over and above what you, my spouse, can make, How much more money do you need a month to look after the kids? And here's the important part. How long do you need it for? And that's how you figure it out. So we'll go through this exercise. Then what you have to look at also in there is, is is there going to be a benefit from CPP? Because there is a a benefit for the kids if you passed away. How much are they going to get? Prevent yourself from overbuying and do not, do not, Let an insurance person sell you on guilt. Oh, you need this. Oh, don't you care? Oh, do you want to run for the freaking door if that happens? (laughs) I said, never let guilt, because it's it's what you and I have talked about for years when I talk about to people. Don't let emotions guide a financial decision. And this is a big financial decision. If you use emotions to play a part in making a financial decision, you will always make the wrong financial decision. Look at our graph, come in, we'll go through it in detail. Use this chart to not overbuy. And if you can't afford the amount that you actually need, there is nothing wrong with starting out with about 75% of what you need. I'm just a big believer in that, that you you can buy too much, though... I've never had a person say when I've handed them a check, <laughs> it's too much money. Please take some of it back. <laughs> really? I mean, I've delivered, unfortunately, I delivered my first yeah. death claim check wow. in 1990, January, two weeks into this business. Wow. It was an eye opener to see the power and the difference yeah. of what a check can provide for a family. And I've done, 
checks in death claims for people of all ages. I mean, life insurance and a, and a, and a tragedy like that knows no boundaries, does not discriminate. Yeah. It can hit anyone at any time. Um, but just make sure you're not oversold. And, and people, I mean, I know I sound like a broken record and, and I don't want to sound infomercial type person, but I believe in this and people who know me and you know me, Dave, know that. Yeah. yeah. Really, we're at a day and age now where you don't need to be, or you don't need to have, let's word this the right way, product shoved down your throat. Yeah. It really needs to be. And I just don't get it. I really don't. I'm, call me naive. I don't know, but I don't get it with all the opportunity and all the, all the resources out there, why people aren't getting financial plans. They don't have to come see me. There's tons of really good registered financial planners out there who act as a fiduciary who are truly going to do what's in your best interest. Don't fall victim to the product sales, especially with something like life insurance. It's yeah. such an important thing. Make it part of the overall solution and the strategy. And if you commit to that, you're going to be far better off. As always, Peter, great insight, great stuff. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 10. Now, if folks like what they've heard, and they should, and they want more information on life insurance and what you do at Everything Financial or how the Omni Formula works, what should they do? Uh, just reach out to your money at everythingfinancial.com. Send us an email, uh, book a consultation. There's no obligation. The first meeting is really to see if there's a good relationship to build and there's a good fit. And we do not want to waste your time. If we feel we are not right for you in your current financial situation, we'll recommend the right choice for you. We're not going to sit there and try and push product down your throat because we're not commissioned salespeople. We're there for one purpose, to design financial plans for you, period. So we will point you in the right direction. If we feel you're not in a position really for a full financial plan, you maybe you're just starting out, but you do have some debts. You do have some other things that need looking after. We will um, advise you on that too. Um, but So send the email. If you want to learn more, go to uh, YouTube on that internet thing. Yes, I've Go heard to of Everything it. Financial Group or wherever you see podcasts or, and you hear podcasts. Watch some of them. Educate yourself. Uh, find out about us there. And look at our other media resources that are out there. Um, you like what you hear? Reach out. We'll be happy to answer your questions. Peter, as always, great stuff. We'll be back soon with episode 11. In the meantime, if you have a question for Peter or a topic from the financial world that you'd like us to cover on an upcoming episode, uh, you can email us at everything, at rather, at your money at everythingfinancial.com. Again, thanks so much, Peter. Thanks, Dave. 